Welcome to the Modern Manifestation Podcast. I'm your host, Bree Brown, a business mindset coach, entrepreneur, and a top competitor in a male-dominated industry. I'm a native Texan, the youngest of all brothers, and a lettuce-hating, wine-loving, curses-like-a-sailor recovering perfectionist. I've spent over a decade building my commission-based career, and my life's purpose is helping other women achieve the same multi-six-figure success I achieved before I was 25. I have a passion for helping women with mindset, money, and manifestation skills to help every young woman realize her full potential. If you're looking for vulnerable conversations, professional development, inspiration, or even a kick in the ass to get you motivated, you have come to the right place. Thanks for checking out the Modern Manifestation Podcast. Now let's jump right in to today's topic. Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Modern Manifestation Podcast. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who has left a review lately. I had a new surge of reviews come in, and I really appreciate it. And if you feel so inclined to do me a favor, I would love it if you'd leave me one as well. And if you do screenshot it and send me an email with it, I will send you my seven tips for abundance worksheet. Today, we are jumping into a topic that I am super passionate about, diet culture and this idea of hot girl summer. It is currently May in Texas, and let's be real, summer is here with the vengeance. Like today, it was like 85 degrees with 90% humidity. It was just, oof, it was a lot. And I'm already getting inundated with Instagram and Facebook ads that are just like, do this juice cleanse, try this belly fat blaster, two weeks to toned arms, get your beach body with these green tea pills. Like, ugh. <laughs> I'll be honest, these these have gotten me before in the past, and I have tried the diet pills, the fad weight loss routines, the intense fitness routines, and normally this time of year, I am in a panicked, like frantic mode where I'm just trying to lose weight and tone up for a quote-unquote bathing suit season. But this year, guys, like, I am just, oh, I'm so over it. I'm over it. Like, I am so frustrated with diet culture. And I am so tired of trying to fit my body into the unhealthy ideal that society tells me is sexy. I just can't do it anymore. I can't. <laughs> and and I'm not going to lie. I am feeling very vulnerable about giving up dieting right now because I actually went and booked my vaccination vacation for this upcoming week, and I will be in Mexico, which I'm really, really looking forward to. And I'm going with some other girlfriends, and we're all going to be on the beach and they're all talking about their diets and what they're doing to get body, you know, beach body ready. And I have made a commitment to no longer diet. That's not a lifestyle that I want to have anymore. And it has been a huge test to see how comfortable I can actually get with my body with an upcoming trip with other women where I'm going to be in a two-piece bathing suit on the beach. <laughs> so I am struggling with a lot of internal issues with that. But I, I'm really over this diet culture, so I want to make a commitment to myself that I'm not going to indulge in it anymore. Not for this trip, not for any future high school reunions, nothing. And, you know, I won't pretend like this isn't hard because this decision to allow my body to do what it wants to do naturally is really hard because 
I still have a lot of body dysmorphia issues that I'm working with and are working through and that I have been working through for some time, but it's an ongoing process. And unfortunately, dieting and I go way, way back. Like we have been friends for a minute. And I think I actually went on my first diet when I was 12 years old. And it was because a I was in ballet and my instructor at the time told me that my hips were too wide for me to ever get a solo with the lift because my legs couldn't fit between the guy's chin and the edge of his shoulders. Like I couldn't sit there or perch. So I wasn't likely to get any solos that involved lifts. And that was pretty crushing because I was in my formative years and obviously having a lot of hormonal stuff happening. And I was also being told at the time that my legs were just too bulky and I needed to work on lengthening my muscles. And I was already having hormonal issues at that time in my life, which is why I developed muscle so much quicker. But that was still pretty crippling for me as my body's already changing and it's changing outside of my control. And so it put me in a position where I felt like I needed to try to control my body as best I could because it was doing things that I didn't agree with and that I didn't like. I wanted to be slim and naturally slender like some of these other dancers were. And here I was with muscle definition and thick hips and thighs and legs. And even though I was strong and feeling healthy, I was being told that I wasn't enough in some way or that I couldn't do something. I was limited because of my body type. And that this was considered unacceptable for the art that I was passionate about. And it doesn't help either that my mom also struggled with eating disorders. And I'm not going to get into that because it's her story to tell. But her she had unhealthy habits that were pretty extreme. And a lot of that stemmed from the fact that she was overweight in high school and really struggled with the bullying from that. And, and still, I think that still weighs heavily on her. And unfortunately, as a result, there were comments made about my body when I was growing up that extended from her own fears. And they really impacted how I viewed my body. And put this in combination with the dance comments. And if you tuned into my previous episode about how I manifested Evan, you heard about my bullying. So like all of that was just compounding. And I felt the need to exercise some sort of control in the only way that I thought I could, which was dieting or extreme dieting. And that was how I thought I was taking some of that control back. And then in college, I auditioned for and joined a professional dance team. And as a part of that team, we had to sign contracts that, I shit you not, gave them rights to our appearance, our hair color, hairstyle, the whiteness of our teeth, how tan our skin was, and especially my weight. They were all dictated by a team stylist. In the first season, I I danced with this team for two years. In the first season, I kept my weight at about 15% body fat, which is where they wanted it. They wanted it like 16% and below. And so I was considered in their eyes, you know, quote unquote, ideal that first season. And then in the second season, I had a lot more stress. I was out of college at that point, starting a new job, getting married. Like I just had a lot of things happening. And I was in just a chronic state of stress. And I really struggled to get my body fat percentage below 19%. And as a result, they actually pulled me from court and put me on probation until I got skinnier. So at 19% body fat, this situation just told me that I was worth less than I was at 15% body fat. And fast forward to where I am now, I have since then just really fluctuated between 15 and 30% body fat at any given time. Like these fluctuations can happen in a six-week time frame. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy, honestly. And 
I have, I'm just getting so sick of the extreme fluctuations of losing the weight and feeling great and then allowing myself to eat the things that I want and then putting all the weight back on and then feeling shame and guilt and wondering why I can't just stay at that smaller size. It is exhausting. Like I'm just so tired of that fluctuation and I, I don't want to do it anymore. It's been a huge point of stress for me. And I've also really messed with my hormones in the process by trying to control my weight, by trying to control how much fat I'm eating and, you know, the different types of food I'm eating. They all play into that that chemical system, that hormonal system you have. And I've seen the negative impact that this has had on my mental health and my body. So now at almost 30, I'm trying to relearn how to love my body and allow it to normalize at the weight it wants to be. And I'm not going to lie, it is so, so hard when I have these these ideas that have been formed in my mind. So this is probably the hardest thing I've ever done when it comes to mindset work. And I have two decades of crap to shake off as I work to really actually accept my body at any size. And I mean actually mean it, like actually accepting my body and not just saying it. Like not just saying like, oh yeah, I'm totally fine with my body, self-love. And then having the thoughts internally that's like, no, but I hate it. I wish it weren't so. Like, I want to get away from that. I want to genuinely love my body. And to be honest, I'm not quite there yet. I'm learning to love my body every day and love it a little bit more. But it's a process. And when you have years of this kind of baggage, you have to, you have to unravel it and you have to redefine what health looks like and what sexy looks like. And I had this epiphany a few months back that really helped me with all this, and it really sparked this need to change, honestly. And that epiphany was that diets for the purpose of weight loss, not for health reasons, I want to be clear, those are two very different things. Diets for the purpose of weight loss play a part in what we're manifesting when we subscribe to them. The very idea of dieting to change your body, stems from a scarcity mindset. Believing that you don't have enough of something, enough slimness, enough love at your current state, not enoughness. You can't appreciate and love yourself and dislike your body. You can't have an abundant mindset and dislike your body. You will only diet if you don't like something about your body, if you want to change it. So dieting, and also I like to call the sneaky little cousin obsessive healthy eater, or like the clean eater, also lowers your vibe. This mindset causes stress, guilt, shame, and it causes you to should all over yourself. I shouldn't eat that. I shouldn't skip cardio. I shouldn't have cheated. Now I have to start over. Shouldn't have had that chip. Shouldn't have had a rest today. The diet mindset is an all or nothing scarcity mindset. How many times do we start a diet, cheat, and then immediately think, oh, I'll just start again next Monday? All or nothing scarcity. And don't let your brain trick you into thinking that obsessing over clean eating is not dieting. (laughs) It's just, honestly, I feel like that's a more spiritual way to get around the diet culture while still dieting. Like, oh, I'm not dieting. I just really watch what I eat because I want to be super healthy and clean and organic conscious. But in the back of your mind, you still have a lot of those underlying issues and a lot of those emotional issues. It's dieting with a a prettier or more acceptable name on it in the spiritual world. 
So be careful of that. I was I definitely subscribed to that whole, oh, I'm just eating cleanly. I'm not dieting sort of mindset. But like I was I was restricting myself in some way for something that wasn't health driven. And unfortunately, society rewards dieters like it's a very honorable thing to do. In in a lot of people's minds, like if you tell someone you're dieting, they will be like, oh, good for you or you're so good or, oh, I start mine Monday or, oh, which one? I just finished one up or I just started this other one. They compliment you, which feeds the ego. And then they also make you feel like you're part of the in crowd. Like, oh, we're all dieting together. We're all trying to improve ourselves. But let's stop doing this to each other and to ourselves. Dieting is not like mindset work, right? Like I want to support other women that are trying to better themselves, absolutely. But I don't think that dieting is a healthy mindset to be in. And I would like us to stop rewarding people that are restricting them, themselves in this way and having and, and having that scarcity mindset, honestly. And here's one thing a doctor told me that just really blew my mind and put a lot of things into perspective for me about this whole health health mindset and dieting, et cetera. And that's the little nugget that a person who is 200 pounds can have healthier blood work than a person who is 120 pounds at the same height, same gender, et cetera. Health has absolutely nothing to do with the tag on your pants. It has everything to do with how you feel and your lifestyle. And I want to feel good. I think Wayne Dyer always says that. I want to feel good. I want to stay active, lift weights, go on walks every morning, and eat pasta, drink wine, and have ice cream if I want it. And my body is going to figure out what size it wants to normalize at. But I won't let myself diet again trying to control that process. Diets only cause cyclical weight gain and undue stress over time. You might have immediate results for six months, a year, two years, six years even, but at some point, your body will course correct. And that's why long-term dieting is never permanently effective. And it's actually been proven countless times in different studies that diets are not effective for keeping weight off in the long-term. So why do we keep doing it? Well, obviously, there's like Cosmo and media and all this who are telling us that you will be worthy once you finish up Weight Watchers or once you finish up this beach body program or like whatever. But all that shit aside, it's been proven that the only way to keep weight off long term is to develop a healthy mindset around food, exercise and your body and accepting your body at whatever size it genetically is predisposed to. And right now, I am healthier at a size 10 than I was when I was a size 4. But my mind loves to play tricks on me. It doesn't want to believe this yet, despite what my blood work says. I know that I am stronger, less stressed, more balanced, and I eat a wider variety of foods in my day-to-day diet. But I no longer have a six-pack. And that doesn't mean that I am worth any less. Even though my ego tries so hard to convince me that that's true, I am healthier and I feel good. I decided to stop dieting in February when I started reading this book called Intuitive Eating. And 
Honestly, this has been my saving grace. So if you're really struggling with dieting, please, 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 please go read this book. It is so good. It really gives you a new perspective. And if you're concerned about it at all, no, I don't get any sort of kickbacks from any product or book or person I mention ever, at least at the date of this podcast. <laughs> like, I don't get kickbacks at all. So this is a completely honest review. This book has been amazing, and I really wish I started reading it years ago when my therapist first recommended it to me. But I guess it's like the saying goes, you don't really pick something up until you're ready for it, and maybe I'm just now ready for it. But <laughs> the whole concept of this book centers around the fact that your body knows how to maintain a healthy weight if you learn to listen to it and honor your hunger needs and appreciate the natural shape that you're genetically predisposed to. It's the idea that when you start listening in and tuning into your body, it will give you cues. And women actually do it quite well whenever we're on our periods and you crave chocolate. That's usually because your body's craving magnesium, because you lose a lot of magnesium when you're on your monthly cycle. So that right there is a part of us tuning into the body, but we don't do that consistently. Or we allow ourselves to restrict certain things in an effort to try to lose weight, but then we get into that deprivation mindset, which will have a kickback. So this idea of allowing my body to be its natural shape at whatever I'm genetically supposed to be, it honestly has terrified me. And this has been something I'm really, really working through and trying to do the deep inner work to fix or to address. Because I don't know what my body is genetically supposed to look like. I have no idea. My mom has always struggled with dieting and continues to struggle with dieting, and my grandmother is obese. So I will be the first to find out what my body is going to do. And I'm not sure that I'm going to like the answer, and that's hard. But I know that I do not want to become my mother or my grandmother who both struggle with food. I don't want to be the conscious calorie counter like my mom or the food rebel like my grandma. I just want to be healthy. I don't want to be restricted. And I don't want to have to restrict myself ever again trying to fit into a certain dress size that I think is more worthy. So right now, I'm eating whatever my body craves, however much it craves, and when it craves it, without any shoulds attached. And I'm eating a variety of foods that I actually wasn't doing previously. Like, I'm actually eating more vegetables now because I find that sometimes my body just wants it. It's like if you've ever been on a cruise and you eat crappy for a whole week and then by the end of the cruise, all you want are salads. That's your body telling you, hey, I've had enough of this. I could use some vegetables. Your body will naturally do that same sort of process every day with every meal if you actually listen to it. And the book Intuitive Eating gives you some great advice about learning to handle emotions separately from food as well. Because I know that's a big driver for comfort food a lot of the time. Or it's a big driver for why we might be craving a certain food. So it helps you figure out how to detach those two things from one another. And then it talks all about normalizing all foods so that you no longer crave the comfort junk foods. Because instead, it's just food. There is no junk food. It's all just food. You either eat it or you don't, depending on what your body wants. And to speak to this, I actually had an incredible experience recently where historically my go-to evening snack has always been popcorn and ice cream. Love them. It's a texture thing. I love it. And the other day, I realized that without the emotional attachment and comfort that ice cream used to provide, 
I realized I didn't actually want ice cream every night. And I've been keeping it in the house to allow myself to indulge in it whenever I want, because that's a part of this this book, Intuitive Eating, is like eating something and always allowing it to be openly available to you. That way you no longer have that like last supper ideology, which is what they call it whenever you go and binge on something you think you'll never have again. (laughs) So I've been keeping it around and I allow myself to eat it whenever I want without shame or guilt or the idea of allowing it to become a guilty pleasure. So it's no longer like a reward. It's just food. And I was eating it every night for about a month. And then the other day I checked in with my body and found that I did not want ice cream. My body was like, no, we have had a lot. I I don't want that anymore. And when I checked in, I noticed that I actually wanted carrots and hummus. Like, <laughs> if you told me back in January that I would choose carrots and hummus electively over ice cream, <laughs> I would have laughed you out the room because that, no, like that, that had never happened before. But here I am listening to my body, knowing that I can have whatever I want. And my body was like, hey, girl, you know what? I want something different. I want hummus and carrots. And the thing was, is that I've actually, I I haven't been great about actually listening to my body. I just assumed that I knew what it wanted with all the emotional and mental entanglement. So this shift in perspective has really empowered me. And food is now significantly less of a stressor for me. And I'm not going to say that it's like completely stress-free because I'm still, you know, old thoughts still creep in sometimes, but I let a lot of the shoulds go more often than not. And yes, in the short term, I am gaining weight because my body is relearning how to process a normal amount of food. And my metabolism has been slowed down because of all the dieting, that now I have to let my body course correct. I have to let my body know that, hey, we're not going to go into starvation mode again. You're going to have all this food all the time. Food is abundant. And eventually, my blood sugar will normalize. My metabolism will renormalize. In the meantime, my body is fluctuating, and it's going to fluctuate for the next year, probably. And I just, all I know that I need to do is make sure that I don't re-enter starvation mode or calorie restriction. That's my commitment and to really work on this internal mindset. And that means right now I'm a size 10. I am three dress sizes larger than I was at a size four. And that's okay. And whether or not my body stays at this size or larger or it stabilizes at a lower weight, I am committed to loving the natural size that my body wants to be. And I will continue to remind myself that Marilyn Monroe was a goddamn sex icon and she was a size eight by today's standards, a size eight. And she had fluff in her stomach. Like I got pictures I'm going to post on Instagram. So by this time tomorrow, there will be an Instagram post with Marilyn Monroe pictures. Swipe through that shit. She is an eight, not for her entire life, but for a good portion of her life, she was a size eight. And she is still considered one of our biggest sex icons. So I have decided that hot girl summer will have nothing to do with my body this year. I'm over it. I'm so over it. Instead, summer will have everything to do with me working on self-love and getting that hot girl attitude. This summer, I continue to work on loving my body at the size it naturally wants to be. And I hope you do the same. The media won't change until we force them to. 
And the rise of teenage girls with eating disorders won't stop either until we stop shaming ourselves and each other. We have to set the example, and it starts from within. We're boss babes. We're already hot at whatever size that we are because we decide that we are. So let's do it for all of us. Let's embrace our bodies at whatever shapes and sizes they naturally want to be, and let's stop judging others for their decisions and their natural body shape. That way we can collectively raise the vibe. Have a fantastic rest of your week, and I will catch y'all next Monday. Until then, go out there and manifest some miracles. Thank y'all so much for hanging out with me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, hit subscribe so you can stay up to date with new episodes. As always, we would love it if you would share this episode with friends and family who could use the inspiration. As a new podcast show, we would really appreciate your honest feedback so I know what you like and what you could use more of. As a thank you for leaving us a rating, we will send you our seven weekly tips to create space for abundance. Make sure you screenshot your review and email it to us at hello at the T-H-E modernmanifestation.com so we can send them straight to your inbox. If you'd like to stay connected, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook at Modern Manifestation, or you can head to our website at themodernmanifestation.com. Thanks again for joining me, and I will catch y'all in the next episode.